Hey, what's up? It's Nikki Novocaine, and welcome to Nikki Philosophy. What's poppin', y'all? So today we will be talking about celibacy and abstinence. Okay. So many of y'all have asked me so many questions over the years about my process of being celibate. Am I still celibate? Why am I not celibate if I'm not? Y'all just had so many different questions because I had been vocal about my celibacy journey, but obviously, you know, there was a period where I wasn't celibate. So I'm just going to address all of your questions and concerns right here. But I do want to just first point out that over the course of time, I did learn that there was a difference between the two. Um, celibacy is abstaining from sex and marriage, which is not something that I'm doing because I do want to get married one day. Um, celibacy is kind of something that I know that nuns do, like within the Catholic religion. But um, what I have been doing is abstaining from sex. That's actually not having sex. But for all intents and purposes, I am going to be using the word celibate and celibacy just because that's what I had been using. But just for people who are going to be listening to this podcast, I do know the difference. It's just I'm so conditioned to use the word celibate, <laughs> celibate. <laughs> celibate and celibacy when I mean abstaining from sex. Anyways. So, I never really went into, I know I was vocal about me being celibate, but I never went into why I decided to be celibate back in 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, so, I am just going to tell y'all a little bit about that journey, um, why that journey ended, and where I'm at now with being celibate. So, really what led to me choosing to be celibate before was I really just decided that the men that I were entertaining at that time were no longer deserving of my sex. Um, I It was meaningless. And I'm a person that connects with people like on an intimate level and like to connect with people on an intimate level. And I just found myself having like pointless sex with people. Um, prior to me choosing to be celibate, I was kind of, sort of, I don't really know if I really was dating this guy. Um, but obviously he wasn't looking to commit to me. He did end up committing to somebody else like three days later, but we ain't gonna talk about that. (laughs) But he didn't want to commit to me. And I just decided to go full force on a self-improvement journey. Now, that self-improvement journey didn't originally include celibacy. Um, at first, I was just eating clean. You know, I had just became pescatarian a few months prior. And I was working out. Like, I was eating so clean. I was working out. I was pescatarian. I wasn't drinking alcohol. And then that's when I decided to, like, fully add no sex into the mix. Now... The self-improvement journey turned into a Christian journey with me just reconnecting with God and learning more about, like, the Bible and all of that, y'all. And I'm so sorry if I smack my lips a lot. I know that people point that out. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But, yeah, so that turned into a Christian journey. So I had started going to church. I had started reading the Bible. I was also working out again. Like, at this point, um, I was literally the best version of myself. So... I was celibate, I was loving myself, I was doing my Nicolosophy, I was going to church, I was a Christian, like, I, it was just, that was literally the biggest version of myself. Now, 
when I first became celibate, it was kind of hard for me, not from a standpoint of wanting to have actual physical sex with another person, because just me as a person, I, I didn't have an insane amount of sex prior to me choosing to be celibate. So, well, sex with other people, <laughs> um, it was more so, you know, the, you know, self-sex, <laughs> if you will. I don't want to say the word because I don't know, like, if it's going to flag or something. But it's not. Anyways. But it was really that. But upon me being, you know, in my Christian journey, I realized that that wasn't to be used as a substitute of being celibate because it was still, I hope I'm using the right word, sexual immorality. I think that's the right term. So that wasn't really okay with me being a Christian and being celibate to also be masturbating. Like that was not okay. So in the, like, I was fine, but then I did mess up a little bit because I started seeing this guy. Now, I was vocal with this guy, and I did tell him, I was like, look, I'm celibate, okay? So, we can hang out, we can chill, we can, you know, we can get to know each other, but I am celibate, okay? And he said he understood, he respected it, but it was a point where, I don't want to say he finessed himself into what I'm going to call digital sex, not digital as in the term of technology, but, you know, use your imagination, you know, hands. I'm using the term digital. I don't, yeah, okay, so I talk about sex. I talk about stuff, but when it comes to actually talking about things that I do, it's a little, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't want to say he finessed his way into, you know, playing with the kitty because I'm fully a grown person and I'm in control of how far I allow things to go. So it wasn't all his fault. I'm going to take accountability for that as well because I didn't set clear boundaries. And just being clear, I let him into my room and my bed. So I, I knew something was bound to happen. But um, we didn't have like full sex. I, I literally wrote it down full sex because we didn't actually have sex. It was literally just his hand. But he did try to have sex after he did that because he said, I told him, he asked to have sex. And I was like, well, you know, I'm celibate. I'm not going to have sex. I know that was kind of, you know, kind of productive to what I allowed to happen. But. I was like, well, you know, I can't really break my celibacy. I already, you know, kind of messed up here doing this. And he was like, you already done broke it. I was like, no, I didn't. So I, I just stopped at that point. Now, a situation like that happened twice. But I real that was when, after the fact, I realized, like, look, you can't be cheating. Like, this is not a workaround. It don't work like that. So I really had to really get stern with myself and just own up and take accountability and responsibility for what I was doing and what I was allowed to happen. So, he cut me off, obviously. But, you know, that was fine. <laughs> um, now, the rest of the journey was great. Once I was honest with myself and, you know, stayed in my Bible, stayed prayed up, I was good. Like, I no longer, it was a point where I no longer even thought about sex. I no longer even wanted to have sex, no longer even wanted to, like, do anything. So, at that point, I had got rid of, like, 
all my toys. Like, I didn't have any toys at that point, and I was just good. It was good. It was a good journey. So, that kind of changed. Not kind of. That really changed um, when I met my ex. So, full disclosure, if you're celibate and you get with somebody who wasn't celibate before, of course, if you're in a monogamous relationship, that's going to kind of force them to be celibate as well. So, when I met him, I did let him know that I was celibate. He said he respected it. But I also feel like I was at a very vulnerable state in my life when I met my ex. Now, I met him right after my granddad passed and literally right before my grandma passed. So, I was in a very vulnerable state, not using that as a crutch, not using that as an excuse, but I fell for him extremely quickly. And... It was mostly because, I mean, he was supportive, and I thought we had a connection. So, with that, I did allow some boundaries to be crossed, just because, like I said, I like to connect with people on an intimate level, and I felt we had that. So, I allowed some boundaries to be crossed, and they kept being crossed, and I kept allowing things to happen. So we actually went ahead and had sex. And once we had sex, y'all, I was so upset, y'all. And we, if you look up anybody's celibacy journey, they'll tell you, like, that first time that they have sex outside of them being celibate, if they're not married, it's, it's so upsetting, y'all. Like, I was so freaking upset because at that point, I had been celibate for 13 months straight. And, yeah, so... Once we had sex, it just was, you know, a downward spiral. We continued to have sex. We didn't, you know, stop. We just continued to have sex. We had a lot of sex. And that's what kind of made it difficult for me transitioning from that relationship back to trying to be celibate. So after that relationship ended, I told myself, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be celibate again. But it was harder this time transitioning from having sex to being celibate because of the amount of sex that I had had. So the first time I had been celibate, like I said, I I had sex, but it wasn't an insane amount. But this time coming out of a relationship where we had sex often because, you know, we did end up living together for like the last part of the relationship. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was okay, and I said that very lightly because I really wasn't okay, um, sex, um, sex wise for the first few months. Um, but that was before I met my sneaky link. So once I met my sneaky link, um, I kind of like between then and now. I done been through like a whole bunch of different phases and I know if you've been rocking with me throughout this whole time and just listening to my perspective on a lot of things that I've been discussing, you can tell that I have really been through a lot of different phases now. I do want to point out, not that, you know, it would be wrong if it was any other way, but I've only had sex with the sneaky link. Like, that's been my only, like, sex partner. Other than this other one guy that I got some random head from. But it wasn't random. Oh, my goodness. I promise you. 
it wasn't random. It was somebody I knew. But other than that, the only actual, you know, intercourse partner was the Sneaky Link. Now, like I said, between then and now, I done been through, like, a lot of different phases. I was dating around, and I thought that could be something for me. I was talking to multiple guys at once, just trying to get to know multiple guys at once. Um, I was I went through a lot of different emotions and a lot of different, I feel like I got to sneeze, <laughs> a lot of different things within myself to where, to get to where I am now. And at the point where I am now, I'm no longer dating around, I'm no longer talking to multiple guys, and I'm also, I'm going to talk about what I was just going to jump the gun a little bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, up to this point, that, well, the point I'm going to talk about in a minute, I've I had only been having sex with the sneaky link. Now, um, I did decide that I no longer wanted to have meaningless sex, and I know I've said that countless times before, but... The sex that I had been having with my sneaky link was literally meaningless. Like, it was no emotion. It was no love. It was no nothing. It was barely a friendship, honestly. But, I mean, it was good. Like, he's a cool person. Like, I wouldn't take that, you know, away from him. He's a really, really cool, chill dude. It just was, that was the type of arrangement we had. So, that's the kind of thing that we, you know, did. Anyways, so, getting to where I am now, so what I'm about to talk about now is present day Nikki, like the Nikki that I am now. So I've really been trying to tap back into the essence of who I truly am. And I always look at 2000 and oh my goodness, why am I getting so emotional? I did not know this is going to happen, <laughs> but I look at 2019 Nick as the blueprint of the person that I want to be because I feel like that was literally the best version of me. And I just really hate that I allowed so many things and so many different, um, I forgot the word I was going to use, so many different aspects to contribute to the downfall of who I was at that point. I'm not putting it on anybody. I'm putting it on a lot of different factors. But, yeah, I feel like I really got to sneeze. Or is this just me sitting behind this mic crying? <laughs> but I've really been trying to tap into, back into the essence of who I truly am. And I feel like that is who I truly was back then. So, I've been reconnecting with God and reconnecting with my Christian journey and I know that, you know, I'm not perfect and I know there's always room for improvement, but I just, it's just really, really personal. Everything I've been doing in my life is really, really personal. I don't want to be someone else's version of me. I don't want to do things because someone else wants me to do them. I want to do things because it's who I truly am and it's what I truly feel that God wants for me and it's truly what God wants for me because I really do lean into what he tells me and when I pray about things I really lean into that and look for the answers and you know whatever I'm praying for but um I know y'all have the question of am I celibate now so there's actually two parts to that am I celibate now so the short answer to that is yes. 
That's the short answer. But it's a little bit more complex than that. And please just hear me out. I know all my Christian people, all my Christian followers are going to listen to me say hear me out and be like, okay, she with some bull crap. But please just hear me out. I'm just being very realistic and very transparent at this moment. And I just feel like it's best for me to go about things this way than to set myself up for failure and not only let God down, but let myself down. So the long answer to am I celibate now is it's conditional. Now, just please, please, please hear me out. Understand And I'm not even just, you know, trying to prove it to y'all or anything. I'm just saying I won't break it as easily as I broke it before. Because I feel like I broke my celibacy very easily before. Not saying that I'm easy because I'm really not. But I feel like I wasn't clear enough on boundaries at that point. So I allowed myself to get in a situation to where I allowed it to be broken. Now, ideally, and I really want to be with and date someone who's also celibate, but it's very hard to find, especially in Atlanta. Like, I say all the time that I don't feel like my soulmate or anybody's soulmate could be in Atlanta because I just don't feel like Atlanta is the city that people come to to look for love. I feel like people come to look to Atlanta looking for, like, opportunity, networking, stuff like that. I don't feel like it's a city that you come to to look for love. And that's why I feel like it's hard to find love in Atlanta. I'm probably going to do a full episode on that at some point. Nonetheless, um... Finding somebody who's not only worthwhile, but also celibate is hard to find. But I'm really just chilling at this point. I'm not actively dating anybody. Like, I'm not told y'all I wasn't seeing a sneaky link. I'm not seeing a sneaky link anymore. I haven't seen him since, like, July. I know this is only August, but I mean, like, early July. But I'm not seeing him anymore I'm not talking to, I, I don't talk to any guys. Like, any guys that I text is literally a platonic friend, and literally that's it. And it's only a few of those. But um, I'm also not willing to have sex to keep someone. So if I start talking to somebody and they're not celibate and they want to have sex, I don't think I would be willing to do that as easily as I did before. Preferably and ideally, I do want to be celibate till marriage. But like I said before, I do want to be very realistic with myself. And I don't want to make any type of promise or vow that I know that there's a potential to break. So... I really would love to date somebody who's also celibate. That way I wouldn't have to worry about being or not being clear on boundaries or being in a position to where I find myself. Even you know, even though that could happen, even if I'm dating somebody who's celibate, 
but I just feel like it'll be much easier. Even though we both have to be in control of our own emotions and our own, you know, thoughts and actions and our own boundaries, but I just feel like it'll be easier. Now, I hope that answers all the questions and concerns that I got from people with me being celibate. I know that at first, once I was in the relationship and I would say certain things, y'all would kind of get the hint, oh, okay, she's, you know, she's having sex again. And that even was hard for me to even, like, even say anything that hints towards it because I was disappointed in myself at first. But I just, you know, you find yourself in situations where different factors contribute to a lot of different things and you just lose yourself, honestly. I There was a period of time where, I was just completely numb, and I just didn't really know who I was. (laughs) And now that I'm, you know, fully back into trying to tap into, and I feel like I've really tapped into the essence of who I was before, but, you know, like I said, there's always room for improvement. But I really hope that that really answers your questions. I hope that... No one will feel the need to ask me, am I celibate again anymore? Because when I first got out of the relationship, that was like multiple people's first question. They was like, okay, so you're going to be celibate again? Are you celibate again? Are you celibate? Are you celibate? But it's just so much, so many different factors that go into that. But like I said, my short answer is yes. Long answer is it's conditional because... Yeah, it's it's conditional, but honestly, I don't really see myself breaking it, but I don't, like I said, I don't want to say something and then I end up not doing the actual opposite, but as of right now, like, I don't see myself doing, like, anything, <laughs> um, part because I'm, I'm really locked in to a lot of different things, I'm locked into you know, better in my relationship with God. I'm locked into my business. I'm locked into my podcast. I'm locked into school. I'm locked into influencing. I'm just really, really locked in right now. So I don't need the distraction, the complication, or anything like that. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep keep on talking because this is something that obviously is really, really important to me. So I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Remember, if you want to collab with me, send me an email, nikilosophy at gmail.com. If you want me to do promo for you, send me an email, nikilosophy at gmail.com. I only do emails for promo and for collabs. You have to have to send me an email. If you have any questions about anything, feel free to send me a DM or any of my social media at Nikolosophy. And my personal socials is they is they crave with the K underscore Nikki. And remember to shop Cravers Cosmetics. Use code Nikolosophy for some money off your total order. We have lots and lots of different styles of personal nails. We have lip gloss. We have some beauty tools. 
I'm just trying to picture my my website in my head. Oh, y'all, <laughs> I almost forgot. I dropped a micro-influencer's beginner guide. So if you're looking to start your influencer career, you want us to get collabs with brands, you want to get paid collabs with brands, you want to do like promo for product with brands, you don't know where to start, you do know you want to be an influencer, but you don't know where to start, go ahead and head over to my website, CravisCosmetics.com, and go ahead and pick up that micro-influencer beginner guide. Y'all, I literally give y'all the blueprint. People be talking about the sauce. I literally give y'all the sauce. This is stuff that I've literally put years into researching. And I really know what I'm talking about. I talk about monetization, branding, um, how to approach companies for collabs. I talk about it all, y'all. So, And I'm giving it to y'all at a really, really, really great price. So go ahead and go on over there. And get your micro influencers beginner guide. Go ahead and shop my <laughs> go ahead and shop my website while you're there. And remember to share me with your friends because everybody loves me and they're gonna love me too. So don't be selfish and hold me to yourself. And remember that Nick Force is the best fan base on the planet.